It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. And welcome back to Decal Download. I'm Reg Griffin, Chief Communications Officer for the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning, along with Commissioner Amy Jacobs. For child care providers here in Georgia, receiving CAPS funding, the clock is ticking. In order to continue to receive CAPS payments for your children and families served, you must be quality rated by December 31st, 2020. And Commissioner, we're going all out to assist these providers in getting on board with their portfolios, classroom observations, and their star ratings. We are. We are. We um, have a very comprehensive plan to make sure that we are there every step of the way with providers so that they have every opportunity and lots of incentives and lots of new policies just to make sure, because we want providers in the game, especially quality-rated providers serving children that receive CAPS. Right. Because you have said before, those are the children that really need right. so, uh, excellence in uh, right. early education. Research is clear. Quality early learning is good for all children, but it's an even bigger benefit for children that are from low-income families, and those are our CAPS families. Well, we've got a great team here with us today that is busy in 2020 making sure that all of this goes smoothly. Here to talk about the CAPS Quality Rated 2020 deadline is Laura Wagner, Community Outreach and Partnerships Director. Denise Jensen is Quality Rated Director. And Sean L. Johnson is Director of Family Support with the CAPS program. We're talking collaboration here. These <laughs> right. three, these yes. three know each other yes. very, very well. Yes, we do. And uh, I just I can't emphasize enough the focus that we have here at uh, DECAL. Uh, on this deadline, and we want people to, um, to first of all, know about it and also to know uh, how to go about getting involved. So uh, this is a great effort. Shawnell, let's start with a little background. Just, can you help us and help us understand and our listeners understand the CAPS program here in Georgia and at DECAL? How, how does it work for child care providers as well as families? Yeah, sure. So the CAPS program supports eligible families in reaching self-sufficiency by providing a scholarship to assist the cost of child care. And that's for families who are entering back into the workforce or attending school. We also help families with high quality early learning environments by helping them choose programs that are becoming quality rated. And we connect families with resources through our two generational strategies that supports the whole family. Families can determine if they're eligible for CAPS by first starting off by applying for an online application at Georgia Gateway. And once their application is submitted, it will be reviewed by a scholarship administration specialist and will determine if that family is eligible. Once they're determined eligible, the scholarship is good for one year and we do an annual redetermination so that we can ensure that there's continuity of care and that family can continue to receive that scholarship. And child care providers uh, receive that scholarship funding directly to their program. Mm. So that's how you get involved with CAPS. Denise, same question for Quality Rated. How do you describe the program and its purpose? Yeah, thanks, Reg. So Quality Rated has actually been in operation in Georgia since 20, uh, 2012 and is Georgia's tiered quality rating and improvement system. And so this is the system that DECAL uses to determine, improve, and communicate the quality of childcare across the entire state. So think of this like rating systems for hotels, restaurants as such. Um, quality Rated assigns 
recognise a one, two or a three star to early education and school age childcare programmes that meet and exceed the minimum standards set by our childcare licensing here in the state of Georgia. So I like to think of us as like the Yelp or the the chip advisor for childcare. Um, A little bit different though because our ratings are actually determined by independent credentialed experts in the early education field who have actually assessed whether programmes are following these best practices rather than it being a crowdsourced or an opinion based um, Mm. feeling about our program. So if you see a one, two or three star program, you can be assured that we have gone in and we have made sure that that program is meeting these high standards. Um, And the purpose of this is uh, the goal is we would hope that every child in Georgia has the opportunity to receive their care in a high quality program. Mm -hmm. Portfolios, classroom observations. This is pretty extensive. Yes, it's extensive work and it does take time for programs to prepare um, to become quality rated. It is very intentional. Um, And we we really hope that programs are able to use our services and supports to reach those high qualities that we know they're looking to achieve and that families are demanding. Okay, this is spur of the moment, and, and I'll just throw it out here. As as we you know, as as we record, how many quality rated programs are there? Anybody know right off the bat? So we currently have two thousand and forty programs across the state of Georgia. This is as of January seventeenth, which is today's mm-hmm. date for the recording, that have achieved a one, two, or a three star rating. So it's amazing. They're in a community in a neighborhood near you. You can go on to quality rated.org and search for a child care program that is a one, two or three star quality rated program in your neighborhood. See, I knew she would know. She would know. <laughs> I was going to say yeah, over 2,000. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know the exact number. Excellent. Yes, didn't know Excellent. Excellent. That is a lot, lot of progress. It's a lot of progress. In, in just Huge. short, you know, eight years yeah. is a very short time for a statewide system to move from zero to over 2,000. So in addition to the deadline, there's true momentum going yes. here. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. It's great. So now that we know a little bit about quality rated and caps and hopefully we're putting the pieces together of how how all that fits together. Laura, talk to us a little bit about how the idea came from the 2020 deadline. Where did it all come from? So this is a great question. In a final report from the Early Childhood Education Subcommittee of the Education Reform Commission appointed by Governor Deal, back in December of 2015, the recommendation was made that the state develop a timeline in which child care programs must be quality rated in order to receive child care subsidy funds by December 2016. That December 2016 date was the due date for developing a timeline, Mm. right? So from there, our DECAL advisory group, which is made up of external stakeholder partners, convened and recommended to our agency that we set this deadline of December 31st. 2020. So we've been talking about this deadline to pretty much all who would listen to us for the last few years. Anybody? My my dad, my aunt. So it's really empowering to see plans in motion uh, that will really enable the state to achieve its mission. And of course, Commissioner, we should note here that you uh, chaired that Early Childhood Education uh, Subcommittee. I did. So you know, I think it's important to note that it wasn't just a decision that DECAL made. I mean, I think um, everyone at DECAL supports it and understands the reason behind it. 
But our uh, the education subcommittee and the advisory committee are made up of child care providers. They're made up of advocacy organizations, public schools, child care associations. So it wasn't made in a vacuum. I think everybody um, understands the reason behind it. And um, so it wasn't made just by DECAL. It was definitely a, an advisory group type um, decision. Um, so talk to us a little bit about why it is important. Why did we make that decision? And I think it's nice that it conveniently aligns with our vision. Um, that works out well. So in the report of the commission, it was said that this deadline would enable the department to, quote, be better situated to ensure that more children around Georgia receive high-quality child care and education. So at DECAL, at every level of leadership within our agency, we truly believe in the importance of ensuring that every child, regardless of the income or location, will have access to high quality early care and education. Very good. So around, uh, back to the numbers, Denise, 4,525 licensed child care programs right now in Georgia, about 60% of them receiving CAPS funding. Chanel, how are we communicating all of this to those CAPS providers who are not yet quality rated? Yeah, so we've been really, really intentional about our outreach with communication. Uh, we've done some um, stakeholder engagement that took place early on in fall and November, um, but we're also communicating via email. So we've sent out some provider letters that have been intentional about some of our dates that we want them to keep in mind around signing up to participate in quality rated and to make a commitment to sign up for a cohort slot that Denise will talk about more. Um, um, and also, uh, we've shared uh, communications with families and shared with them the, this information as well because we want families to be equipped to know what it means to select a quality-rated program. Um, but also, we want to empower them to also make decisions around when it's appropriate for them for their family to move to a program um, if their program has decided not to participate. Mm-hmm. So we've been really intentional with um, communicating both with the stakeholder community, mm-hmm. um, including families, that families have a voice and they're at the table. So just to be sure, there's no surprise here. People no should surprise. know about, like Laura said, yeah. we've been talking about it for a while yeah. to our yeah. parents, our families, dry yeah. cleaners, everybody. Yeah. Um, so, and, and you guys kind of have a neat system where if a CAPS provider signs on through the portal, mm-hmm. oh, there's yeah. always a reminder. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. So in the billing portal, so providers, um, when they're receiving their reimbursement, they go into the billing portal and they um, bill for the week. Um, and we created um, a communication page that's inside of the billing portal for which is a survey for us to find out what our uh, what is the intent of child care providers to participate in quality rated. And so we came up with three very specific options. One, the obvious, that you're going to make the commitment to be a high quality CAPS provider and that you're going to sign up and participate to get observed in 2020. Um, the Another option we gave them is to share with us if they're deciding to opt out, why? Mm-hmm. And what type of supports do they need in, in order for them to make a different decision to participate? Um, and last but not least, we also tell them to say they give us some information about if they don't have the authority to make that decision so they can help us make some outreach Mm -hmm. to um, the owners who may not be all the way involved with some of that decision making that the directors are making but the good news is our survey closed out um, in December um, on the 31st and 80% of child care care providers in the billing portal said that they're going to make a commitment and they're going to get observed in 2020 
Um, so we only had 6% of providers who said that they were opting out. Majority of the reasons were around retirement mm-hmm. and closing their business and just saying that they served the community for years and it was time for them to move on. And only 14% said that they still need some help. Can someone call them? They need some guidance. That's great. That's, good That's really good news. Great use of technology, by yeah, the way, absolutely. just as was... kind of a way to remind us. You know, the internet is our front door now, uh, and so that's a good opportunity. So, Denise, even though we've been planning for this, we do anticipate a little bit of a rush um, uh, in in 2020. And so as a result of that, uh, we've introduced a few changes, one of which is the cohort group sign-in system. And you are the expert, and I do believe the uh, creator and founder of that. Uh, Tell us about it. What's been the response? How many slots are filled? I'm not really. I should have done it. Do you have the patent? Let's see. Maybe I need to send Other up to the agency to this. Really yes. So, um, so the one thing about quality rated, and we've really known for quite some time now, as we mentioned, we're over 2,000 programs rated. It took us eight, uh, eight years to get to that point. But we've always anticipated that, you know, once quality rated is taken to scale across the state, we was going to have to look at some different approaches on how childcare programs navigate their way through the system in order to really ensure that we here at the state have the capacity to meet those large number of programs that need to be rated and to still ensure that we can do so in a timely manner um, and get that information back out to families. So some of us have been thinking really for a very long time about this. This is not anything new that we just kind of threw together at the spur of the moment, although it, it may seem that way to childcare providers. Um, but for, for us here at DECAL, we've been thinking long and hard on what this system should look like. And, and we've been learning from colleagues in other states and, and having lots of um, communication around how can we manage the flow of programs in our system. And so we actually designed our cohort system around the calendar year quarters. And so for 2020, there are obviously four um, cohort groups that correspond roughly to the 90 calendar day quarters in the year. Um, Now, the first cohort that does start in February is a shorter cohort than typically we would see because it's only going to be for the uh, two months for uh, February and March. And so each of the cohort groups has a designated observation window, and that is the time frame during which a provider, if they sign up for that cohort, can expect that classroom observation to occur. Each one of those observation windows is tied into a portfolio submission window. So all of these things are linked. So if you sign up for cohort two, which means your observation occurs in April, May or June, then your portfolio submission window is in March. That is when you will be required to submit that portfolio. The observations will be scheduled and then there's a rating announcement window that will happen later in the summer. Um, So based on the cohort group that the provider selects, they're going to know exactly what to expect when to submit that portfolio. So this, we hope, is really going to make planning, technical assistance, scheduling a much more strategic and manageable approach for for all programs um, as they come through our system. The cohort system did go live on December the 1st and programs were able to begin selecting their cohort slot on a first-come, first-served basis and it was um, extremely successful. So once a cohort is filled, once those slots have all been taken up, then that um, that cohort window is no longer available and providers would need to look to the next cohort window. So the selections of these cohorts has been amazing. The, um, the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive. In fact, when we went live on December the 1st, our cohort one was actually filled within three days. We had 198 slots available. They were all um, 
snapped up very quickly mm. within the first three days of going live. Um, and so providers are, are have really jumped on this and really seem to like this system. Um, it's allowing them to know what to expect. Those providers that signed up for cohort one, they've already submitted all their portfolios. We have those in. Those are being scored as we speak. The assessors are currently making all of their scheduling assignments and providers are currently receiving their 30-day window notices to let them know when in February and March these observations will be occurring. Wow. Are any spaces left? There <laughs> are. There are. So as I have mentioned, that cohort one um, has been completely filled and that did fill within three days. I think by the time this airs, cohort two will probably already be filled up. Currently, we only have 10 slots available and here we are, middle of January. Mm-hmm. So when you, um, <laughs> when you guys are hearing this... Don't wait um, much longer. Don't <laughs> wait. Yes. So cohort two will not be open, I can guarantee, by the time mm. this goes to air. Mm-hmm. Um, we think that there will be... We assume that there will still be slots available for Cohort 3. Currently, as of um, January 17th, we have 237 slots available in Cohort 3. Um, Cohort 3 actually has an observation window of July through September. So if you're thinking you'd like a you know late summer, early coming back to the school year observation, sign up for Cohort 3. And then our last cohort group is Cohort 4, which has an observation window October through December. So that's kind of our winter cohort group later this year they currently have 190 slots available so these slots are going fast (laughs) if you haven't got a slot we need to make sure that if you're a caps provider you are in a slot all right I feel like I'm booking a timeshare. It's like, <laughs> let's see, late summer, yes, exactly. early fall. Yeah, all right. yeah, yeah, schedule it. It'll be on your calendar. Right. There's lots of reminders through the QR system. So as soon as providers sign up for their um, cohort group, that will remain active in their quality-ready portfolio. So every time they log on, that reminder will be there for when they need to submit their portfolio, when they'll have their observation, so that they won't forget. Because this, you know, if, you're, if you've signed up for cohort group four, that's you know a few months away still we're looking at october november um, and that can be easy to to not remember and while it's top of mind and you gave a great call to action there <laughs> um where do they go to sign up? So um, providers in their quality rated account within their portfolio will be able to sign up. In fact, that was one of the, when um, Chanel was talking about the screens in the billing portal, mm-hmm. we also within the quality rated account have had um, screens that are directing um, providers to let them know about the deadline, to let them know about the cohort group. Those had been in their accounts since oh, I think September, Mm. and then in December, now they actually have access to the cohort group to actually sign up for that. So you know where to go. You know you need to go. Yes. Go now. Yes. And and get it done. Procrastination. It's like a Black Friday sale. Right, exactly. (laughs) It takes me back to my college days. Procrastination can only hurt you. Yes. Oh, gosh. Yes. Yes, that's the worst, isn't it? You wait. You're going to get a 750. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And generally I did, actually, just stay. So, Denise, coming into quality rated for 2020, mm-hmm. CAPS yes. providers really have priority. Right now. They do have priority. And in fact, they actually had priority from day one when we opened up the cohort groups. In For the entire month of December, only CAPS providers were able to sign up. So, of course, mm-hmm. that meant that cohort one filling so quickly was filled 
only with CAPS providers. Mm-hmm. Um, starting uh, January, so January 1st, uh, the, the system was open up to all providers to be able to sign up. And it's amazing and we're very excited that since January 1st, we actually have had 80 programs sign up that actually are not CAPS providers. So our hope and intention is that maybe they in future would like to become a CAPS Mm -hmm. provider and they know about the the requirement to be quality rated. And so they're jumping on getting their cohort because they intend to to sign up and and be a new CAPS provider for us in the future. And if I'm an existing quality rated provider, let's say I'm up for (laughs) re-examination in 2020. Reassessment, yes, looking I, for a re-rating. <laughs> I heard I can take a pass. Yes, that is correct. Now that Would was, you take the pass, Would you take I the pass? I would take the pass. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's just the way I that's just the way. No, and uh, amazingly so, yes. And I think the vast majority of our programs that were coming up for a, a re-rating this coming year, we had 505 programs that would have been having a re-rating in 2020 actually did take that pass. Mm. And I've, uh, I've actually taken a of the fact that they have a hold harmless year, they have another year to continue maintaining and working and moving forward. Um, and, and so they were ab- able to take advantage of that automatic upgrade. So we kind of think of it as an upgrade to your rating, you get mm-hmm. another free year, kind of wish my credit card would do that for my <laughs> 0% finance, like another free year. Yeah. But, um, so, the, yeah, so they have another free year um, to keep their rating. We did have 45 programs who decided, uh, right, so that they did want to actually go through with their re-rating this year and they did um, opt out of that automatic system and they staying did that back in November, they staying on task wanna, right. yeah there was programs that decided they've been working and they really wanted to go for it um, this year and so absolutely that was their choice to do so um, but everybody else is happy that they are mm-hmm. able to kind of sit this one out and mm-hmm. come back and visit with us in 2021. Mm-hmm. It's a great option it, is a good it option. was yeah so. yeah Um, So we've done a lot of communication, lots of different ways of communicating. One of those is in the communities. And Laura, I know you're you're leading that work and have already done some of that. But talk to us a little bit about the outreach activities that you're holding all across the state and local communities. So we're really excited about this. We are having community meetings across each of our DECAL administrative regions. And we're really looking forward to continued opportunities to connect with partners particularly in those communities where large numbers of children who receive CAP scholarships are in unrated child care providers. Our approach at this moment is to work with local partners to ensure that they understand the why behind the deadline and that they also understand the programmatic and policy changes that accompany the deadline. We do want them to know that we mean business and that we intend to actually stick tight to this deadline. So at the time of this airing, we will have had community meetings in Tifton and in Savannah. And as I mentioned, our approach is to focus in on communities where large numbers of children who receive CAPS are in unrated care. So we have conducted a lot of outreach here in the metro Atlanta area, of course, as our major population center in Georgia. So we will have conducted meetings in Forest Park, in Clayton County, in Buford, in Gwinnett County, in Tucker, which is in DeKalb County, and here in the city of Atlanta. Great. And so just, I hate to put you on the spot, but um, is it mostly providers? Is it parents? Like, 
What, what's your audience so far? So far, so we intend to reach out to the United Ways, the Georgia Family Connection Partnership, mm-hmm. our resource and referral agency partners, other community-based organizations who may include child care providers who are advocates for children in their communities. We want for those providers who may also have some sway with child care providers to be that other voice that carries the message of the deadline so that providers understand it's not just the state that wants this for children. Mm-hmm. It's other service providers throughout Georgia. Great. All right, so let's get our calendars out, Sean. Okay, Are you ready? We want to give folks some <laughs> dates here because these dates will mean something yes. to you yes. in 2020. Let's start with May 1st, 2020. If I'm a CAPS provider yes. who has not signed up, what should I be doing? Okay, so well, hopefully you have signed up because our goal is that everyone participates, but uh, we do respect those who decide to go in a different direction. So if a provider has decided not to participate and they have not signed up for a cohort slot by May 1st, 2020, they will no longer be able to accept new CAPS families to their program. So what that means is that new families that are entering into the CAPS program determined to be eligible, they cannot receive those new children to their to their program. Additionally, as you can imagine, around May is when the end of the year is happening for school, mm-hmm. and we're uh, ramping up for uh, after school care that's going into summer camp and etc. And families are starting to make decisions about what they're going to do for summer care and what they're going to do for August when the school year kicks off. Um, it's going to be really important for providers to know that if they made that decision not to sign up for a cohort slot, they're not going to be able to receive those new families and families won't be able to make provider changes to providers who have not been observed in 2020. So that date's really important um, for providers to know that who decide not to opt out. They can keep their current existing families, but we're talking about making new enrollment um, happen at their program. What about January 1st, 2021? What is that date yeah, significant? So after uh, the year of 2020, it's really important. So we're still talking about the same group of providers, right. uh, providers who made a conscious decision that for whatever business practice or business reason, they're opting out, uh, participating in the CAPS program, and they did not get observed. So that means they did not sign up for a cohort slot by May 1st, and they did not get observed at all in the year of 2020. Um, their families that are still at their program will be required to transition to a quality rated program in 2021 at their redetermination. So that means every month children will begin to phase out of non-rated programs. Right. And as yeah. the um, uh, the provider, in terms of working with them, will the CAPS program be assisting parents with Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. We have a team that's called Family Support that's dedicated to um, conduct the annual renewals for families and will be very intentional about talking with families about quality care in their communities and will help them do a search and locate the uh, nearest quality rated program in their neighborhood. Uh, we do still believe in family choice and we want families to be advocates for their children and pick what what program is best for them. Uh, so this includes both family child care and child care learning centers. Um, but it's going to be really important for the family support team to help families make those informed decisions. Right. But I think it's important to reiterate 
on January 1st of 2021, we're not going to start moving children. No. We'll wait until their redetermination date. Yes, yes. Right. So we know we have about 4,600 licensed child care programs yes. right now. <laughs> uh, that number changes daily because yes, we've got new programs that are being licensed every week. So, Denise, how are we handling new providers who open this year and who want to serve CAPS families? Yeah, and so that's a really great question, um, Commissioner. So obviously we want to encourage new providers to become CAPS providers. We want um, there to be increased family choice for um, our children and our families across the state of Georgia, especially in maybe some of those areas that are underserving. So we don't want to discourage providers from from looking towards serving our CAPS um, community. And so um, in order to meet this need, we um, are looking at a quality-rated provisional rating status. So we're looking at ways that we can work with newly rated providers to be able to think about what might a temporary rating look like um, that would allow them to serve CAPS families while they're working through the system to become quality rated. We do know that as research has shown with our validation study that it can take a provider up to about 12 months to actually feel ready and enough to kind of pull that trigger to say I'm ready to come out and have these observations. But we know that the need is such that we want our CAPS families to have um, locations to go across the state as soon as these programs open up. And so one of the things that we've been doing in Quality Rated is reaching out to some of our other colleagues in other divisions to see what do they do, what kind of processes do they have in place working with programs that are new to our state. And so specifically working with our colleagues in childcare services, building upon the CCS initial licensure study, we are looking at ways within Quality Rated to have some criteria that we can um, work with programs while they're in that startup phase, working towards their rating that would actually allow them to receive CAPS families at the base rate for a limited amount of time. So again, working with Chanel and our colleagues in CAPS, we'll look at what that time limit should be. Um, we'll be looking within the experts within our division to say what kind of things would we look at, what kind of criteria would help make a program be eligible for this. Um, but we do want to um, to look at that. We're still developing those details, obviously, looking at the supports that are be available, the resources, and exactly how this new status will work. Um, but we will hope to have more information to share with you, maybe on a podcast in the, the future coming months, um, to be able to to offer this to new programs. And there was something I did want to tell you about in addition to new programs. Anybody is out there that has been through the quality rated process knows that it's 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 hard work. It, it's There are some requirements here. Um, and unfortunately, there are programs that after going through the process may not achieve the scores high enough to become a one, two or a three star rated program. But they've put a lot of effort and work. And we want to continue working with those programs so that they can continue receiving their CAP scholarships for a limited amount of time. So just as we've looked to childcare licensing and our, our, our colleagues in childcare services to think about those startup programs, we're also working and looking to our colleagues, in, especially in Georgia's pre-K program. They have a very strong probationary program as they help provide quality supports for programs that are working through pre-K um, issues that they may need to resolve. So looking at lessons that we can learn there to think about in quality rated, to have a quality rated probationary status. Um, 
um, what those steps might look like, what outreach and services and supports and resources. Again, we've got expertise in the system. What can we offer to help programs to bring them back in line with being able to become a one or two or three star rated program? And we'll have much more to share on that with you about those two new statuses, Reg, in, um, in the coming months. Very good. Before we run out of time, I did want to highlight that one of the benefits of being quality rated as a CAPS provider is something called tiered reimbursements. Chanel, can you talk about that? Yeah. So tiered reimbursements is a quality bonus that increases the total CAPS payment. So for our one-star programs who earn that star level one, they get 10% on top of their base um, reimbursement. For our two-star programs, they receive 20% on top of their base. And for our three-star, they receive 40% on top of their base. Um, But there's also a benefit to families. So families who choose a quality rated program also receives a 15% discount off their family fee. So good news all the way around. Yes, good news for families, good news for providers. And it's it's good news and a benefit for children because Mm -hmm. more children will be in high quality programs. And I think it's also good news for our industry Mm -hmm. within the state because not only are we raising the bar for children and families, but we're raising the bar on quality for the workforce and for our industry as a whole. Right. I am amazed with all the work that's going on. It's a tremendous yes. amount of work, and I'm yes. I'm thrilled at the progress, yes. um, even with the 2020 deadline yes. and the slot system. Like the a slot lot of folks have signed up. So yes, 830 programs signed up for a slot already, mm-hmm. and more to come. We're going to yes. do it. We yes. are going to do yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah, we have we an outreach committee, yes. and we're uh, we have a list of providers yes. that we're going to call and really just. Give a phone call of support, of encouragement, just a little boost to say, we're we're here here for you, and what can we do? And I think you're probably very proud of the way these two divisions are working together (laughs) on this major goal. The three musketeers. (laughs) They're literally literally all joined together here in a big group hug. It's fantastic. All right, so for more information, uh, Quality Rated Help Desk is 1-855-800-7747. You can go to qualityrated.org for the website, or the CAPS helpline is 1-833-4-GA-CAPS. That's 1-833-442-2277, or the website is caps.decal.ga.gov. Great update from you guys. Come back anytime. We're excited about the progress. Can't wait to continue to hear good reports. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. us. Thank you. Now your questions from the water cooler. Hi, my name is Letitia Lewis with CAPS, and my question for the commissioner is, February is the month we celebrate Valentine's Day. What would you say that you love about DECAL? Oh, well, that's a great question. Uh, So what do I love about DECAL? I think first and foremost um, are the people. Uh, I think the DECAL team is very dedicated, smart um, group of individuals that I am honored to work alongside and do great things for Georgia's children. So the people at DECAL are what I love most. Time to give you a chance at winning a nice prize in the DECAL Download Quiz. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers to our question this week. Email your response to decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. Here's the question. What's the deadline for CAPS providers to become quality rated? What's the deadline for CAPS providers to become quality rated? Thanks for playing and good luck. Thanks for tuning in to Decal Download. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. 
Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.